الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen brothers and sisters in the previous week and the weeks before that we have been discussing the aspect of the correct mindset and molding the heart etc so in this regard one very crucial aspect which has a direct impact on the heart which has a very deep effect in terms of the molding of one's heart it has a very very deep effect on one's mind in terms of the mindset that gets created and that is the aspect of friendship and companionship the kind of friends one keeps that is the type of mindset one will develop and that is the kind of heart that one will get molded that one's heart will get molded into and this is something which is very very crucial because everybody in life as they say no man is an island which means is that we don't live secluded isolated we don't interact with anybody at all for months on end and maybe years we don't see anyone nobody can live like that one some odd situation one or two people do something of that nature that's not the norm that is a total exception otherwise we have to live in communities in societies we have a need for companionship so as a result we befriend people as a result we have friends we have associates we have colleagues we have people that we interact with all the time but the issue is that who we interact with who we befriend one is that we will be kind we will be respectful we will be courteous to anyone every person every muslim we will treat every muslim with respect with honor with dignity we will not look down upon anyone and this is something that needs to be highlighted and needs to be written in bold it needs to be engraved on our hearts that we don't regard ourselves as better than anybody without exception every muslim is better than us and we need to make this a belief of the heart and shaitan will keep whispering things from time to time that you are better or shaitan will whisper some thing about somebody that makes one look down on the person so these are the whisperings of shaitan the whispering of shaitan is not in our control but controlling the heart from that point this is in our control 
And when shaitan whispers some thought about somebody being better than us, some Ahlullah state, that when somebody, when this thought comes in the mind that I am better than so and so, it might not be in those words, but that is the feelings that come in. In whichever form, I am better than somebody. Either that somebody is elder than us. So immediately bring to mind the thought that that person is elder than me, that person has had more life and therefore would have done more good deeds than me. So I cannot be better than that person. That person is better than me. He might have some mistakes, some weaknesses, but he has done far more good deeds than me because he's lived longer than me. And the person is younger, then immediately bring to mind that this person is younger than me, he could not have committed as much sins as I committed, so he's still better than me. Now this is a way of thinking that the Ahlullah are teaching us. And this is also part of that mindset. The mindset is a very broad concept. And all these things fit into that mindset, into that correct mindset. How we react to the whispers of shaitan, that shaitan whispered something in our mind that you are better than that person. Now how do we react to that? Do we get carried away with it? Do we become inflated like a hot air balloon? And now all it requires is somebody to, one little bit of criticism, it's like a needle into the hot air balloon, it just comes crashing down, and comes down crashing with a huge sound also. And then you'll hear a lot of sound and fury, but there's no substance behind that sound and fury. So what you think of yourself, and you think you are the great person around here, and we will talk all these things to try and defend what we thought was our honor and our great position and status. Now because somebody criticized us in some way, they poked a needle into that hot air balloon which got inflated with other people's praise. Now when that praise inflates a person, then that hot air balloon comes crashing down also with somebody's criticism. If a person doesn't get affected by somebody's praise, he won't get affected by people's criticism also. This is a very important thing to keep in mind. That if we start getting too affected by people's praises and get carried away with people's praises, then we will get affected by people's criticism also. That criticism sometimes will be very valid. Sometimes it will be something that's not applicable. And sometimes it will be very valid. But a person who gets blown up with the praise of people will come crashing with the criticism of people. And the person who doesn't get carried away with people's praises won't get washed away with people's criticism also. Won't become overwhelmed with anybody's criticism also. The person will remain calm. And he will focus on it. This is not the subject, but just since this came in, I think it will be useful to just digress on this note a little bit, because this is something that affects everybody. So whatever Allah Ta'ala wills, that should be spoken, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala put khair in it, and put benefit in it for all of us, for me first and foremost, I need it most, and for everybody. Hazrat Gangoi Rahmatullah he once wrote to his sheikh, that, because Hazrat Hadith Imdadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatullah wrote to him that, what are your halat? From a long time I haven't heard what is your halat. So he said, what can halat and what kind of condition do I present? There is nothing that I can present. 
but with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala and Hazrat Barkat, I've achieved these three things. So he mentioned three things. One of the things he mentioned was Madah was Zam Barabar Hogeya. That if somebody praises me or if somebody criticizes me, both mean nothing. Both have no effect. And this is a very high maqam. This is a very elevated position that we don't get affected by these things. Now we are not of that level, but we have to aspire for that. And we have to make an effort for it. And we have to mentally prepare ourselves for it. That I'm not going to get carried away with anybody's praises. And as a result, automatically we won't get affected by people's criticism also. So now how are we going to avoid getting carried away with people's praises? So just as just now we just discussed, that if somebody, we think ourselves as good, as better than somebody, then immediately think that this is that person's, he is elder, he has more life, he has done more good. Or that person, she is younger, she has definitely committed less sins than me. So she is still better. So just to come back to the praises just now, but before that, just to complete this advice of the Ahlullah, which is pertinent also, the other part of it is, that if somebody treats us with respect, with ikram, and now that praise also comes in, or whatever, so somebody came very respectfully, greeted us and wished us well and respected us or gave us some distinguished place to sit in, whatever the manner might have been, to immediately think this is this person's good akhlaq. I don't deserve this. It's not because of me. I'm a nobody. But is this person's good akhlaq. This person has got that higher level of akhlaq that he is respecting and honoring a non-entity like me. So if somebody respects us, we attribute it to his goodness, not to ours. And that is the reality. And if somebody treats us wrongly, now the Ahlullah are teaching us how to engage this mind. How to engage this mind so that it reacts in a way that brings us closer to Allah Ta'ala and protects us from the traps of shaitan. So if somebody treats us in a negative way, then to immediately bring to mind that this is as a result of my sin. It's easy to point the fingers in every other direction, but there are some times when you have to point the fingers at ourselves also. So, this is my sin. I have done some injustice to Allah Ta'ala, to the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So now some injustice is being meted out upon me. وَكَذَلِكَ نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ بَعْضًا بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif also. That sometimes we put one zalim upon upon another zalim. There's one zalim commits zulm upon a second zalim, so that that second zalim comes right. Then some other zalim will come and sort this first zalim out also. So Allah Ta'ala creates this system sometimes. So instead of looking at the other person's zulm, first focus on our own zulm. Our own zulm in various different aspects of life, in terms of the ahkam of Allah Ta'ala. What kind of zulm we have committed there? This is also zulm. Inna shirk la zulmun azim. Shirk is the worst oppression. And lower than shirk is other sins. That's all sins are also a kind of zulm. So let us look within our lives. For example, the laws of Allah Ta'ala regarding hijab for that matter. Are we above board in that regard? 
is everything fine? Are we committing any zulm in that regard? Our tongue, how do we use our tongue? What do we talk? Do we talk of evil? Or do we talk of good things? Do we talk about maybe, Allah forbid, movies? Or maybe somebody talks about ribat, making ribat and talking, backbiting about others. Or somebody is talking about some magazine they read, some haram things and filthy things. Somebody is talking about boys. Somebody is talking about getting others involved in wrong. Now these kind of things unfortunately carries on in society. And we might end up sitting somewhere with some family members someday. Now somebody might start this kind of talk. So now maybe somebody else is engaged in the zulm of the tongue by talking things which they shouldn't be talking about. Are we making our ears also zalims by listening to the evil talk? So if somebody is talking wrong things, that is one zulm. If we are happily listening, that is another zulm on our side also. So we shouldn't be part of such a gathering. So this is something that we have to keep in mind. So now, sometimes somebody does something to us, somebody treated us incorrectly, to attribute it to these uh, deficiencies of our own, and the zulm that we have committed, that this person uh, treated me harshly, this person treated me wrongly, this is as a result of my son. Now, one is that we focus everything on somebody else, everything somebody else did. But look at ourselves also. What have I done? So now, when we will engage the mind in this manner, somebody, we think we are better than that person, that person is elder, then that person has had more life, more good deeds. Somebody is younger, that person has got less sins. And likewise, if uh, the issue comes in our heart and mind, that somebody treated us with ikram, with respect, then it is that person's akhlaq. It's not me. And at that time to make shukr, Ya Allah, you hid my faults. Ya Allah, you concealed my weaknesses. As a result of which today this person is making my ikram, respecting me, treating me with honor and dignity. This is your fazal and karam that you hid my faults from this person. If this person knew my weaknesses, then they'll kick me out of here. So to bring that to mind, and if somebody treats me wrongly, it is my sin, it is my weakness, I must make istighfar, I must repent to Allah Ta'ala, and I must rectify my matter with Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will rectify the treatment of people for me. So, both these things now, all these things we need to keep in mind. So this is one aspect, just to get back to the aspect of the praise, that when people praise us, then what is the position, what, what do we have to do at that time? How do we react? Because all this will affect the heart and mind. If somebody is praising us, then what we just discussed just now, the last thing, that is the first thing to bring to mind. Ya Allah, you have hidden my faults. person might be praising me about one thing, but I have 50 other weaknesses, and some are such severe weaknesses, that if the person knew one of it, they won't come anywhere near us. Forget talking about talk, talking to us. Forget praising us. They won't come anywhere near us. So, Ya Allah, you hid my weaknesses. You hid my faults. You hid my sins. Ya Allah, you forgive me and save me from the sins also. And as a result of the fazal of Allah Ta'ala, if somebody has treated us correctly, now we should be more grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you despite my weaknesses, 
put good thoughts in the hearts of people. So now I need to make myself good also. You put respect in the hearts of people, so I need to become respectable within myself. This is Allah Ta'ala's fazal, that whatever I am inside, Allah Ta'ala still put respect in the hearts of people for me. So I need to become like that also, from within myself. So this is part of the shukr, that Allah Ta'ala did not open my faults out. So, when people praise us, to number one, think about this. Number two, at that time, to focus on our weaknesses. Don't give ear to the person's praises. Don't be rude, don't be abrupt, but don't let that come into the heart. You are listening, but you're not listening. Because your mind at that time is thinking about your own weaknesses. That this person is praising me, but Allah Ta'ala has hidden my faults. Allah Ta'ala has hidden that fault and that fault and that fault. Now when you are thinking about your faults at that moment, that praise cannot affect you. And when a person keeps doing this at the time of praise, then when somebody criticizes, then too your own faults will come to mind. That somebody told you that you are this, you will then very easily say, Alhamdulillah, you only know one thing, you don't know the rest. May Allah Ta'ala keep the rest of my faults covered. Please make dua that all my faults get, get cleared up and I rectify everything. Now instead of becoming enraged, instead of becoming very, very angry, you will now go in the opposite direction that you only know one fault. I have much more than that. Please make dua that Allah Ta'ala remove all my weaknesses and Allah Ta'ala rectify my, uh, make my complete Islam and Tazkiyah. Now, instead of becoming enraged, you'll be very cool and calm. So, this is the issue. We started off, we digress quite a bit, but nevertheless, whatever Allah Ta'ala wills, is what will get discussed. We started off on this aspect of friendship and companionship. That this is what's going to mold our mind. This is what's going to mold our hearts. This is what will create the mindset how we think, what we do, what our reactions are, what our aspirations are, what we like, what we dislike, what kind of uh, attitude we will have towards various things in life. All this will be dependent on, to a very great extent, the kind of companionship and friendship we keep, with who we are friends, what kind of company we sit in. What is the discussions and the talk of that company? It might be in the weekends, maybe we're sitting with some relatives, friends. What is the discussion? What do they talk about? Maybe some close family member, it might be a cousin, it might be somebody else, she might be attending school, university, and now she's talking about boys. Now what are you going to do at that time? Are you going to sit and listen? Or are you going to advise that to chat about non-mahrams, this too is wrong. There is no reason for us to be talking in this manner. In a nice way, you will advise. If you cannot advise, you will quietly wake up and move away from there. You will not remain a part of that discussion. They are talking about movies maybe. Somebody is talking about something they saw on TV. Something they read in some the type of magazine that they were reading. So, either you are in a position to advise... If you cannot advise, then don't despise, but you move away from there. You don't despise, you hate the sin, not the sinner. Advise the sinner, despise the sin. Don't despise the sinner. But then you cannot remain in that gathering. You have to move away from there. And if you remain in that gathering, today you are going to listen, 
Tomorrow you are going to talk as well. Tomorrow you are going to also be discussing similar things. Because first it will be on your ear. But from the ear, it doesn't stay on the ear. The ear is a direct, it's a super highway to the heart. The eye and the ear. These are two super highways to the heart. And something that the eye sees, it goes directly into the heart. Something that the ear hears, it goes directly into the heart. And now when the heart has already received this, has taken it in, now the heart has its own desires. It has its own aspirations. That is going to get mixed up into this. So now, whether you are listening to something anymore or not, that conversation was for 5 minutes, for 10 minutes. That conversation ended up hours ago. But your own heart is now engaged in that conversation, in the effects of that conversation. You looked at something, whether you looked at it on the phone, wherever you looked at it, that you looked at it for 2 minutes, 1 minute, that was maybe a couple of days ago. But what the heart received, the heart itself is engaged in it now. And when the heart is engaged, the heart is king. Then it's going to move the whole body in a certain direction. So this is the crucial aspect because when we are in company, everybody is not going to sit quietly. Somebody is going to say something. Somebody is going to take out something from their bag, from their pocket. They are going to be playing with their phone. Allah knows best what they are going to start looking at on their phone. Somebody is going to take out some magazine maybe. Somebody is going to... Now, in the weekends, in the holidays, we will associate with whoever, whatever, our family, friends. But we need to see who we are associating with. Because these things, now if a person associates with a certain company, what is going to get drawn into it? What that company does will seem very good to do, whether it is good or not. If that company, everybody starts wearing a nose ring. Now first, if one person suddenly wears a nose ring and come, that person will become a source of mockery. Look at this fool, where she fell from. But, Give it a short time and let others also start doing the same thing. Now in one group, there's five people. One was the fool. She wore the nose ring and came. She don't know which part of the world she fell from. Now give it a few more days. And if she managed to somehow just get the next person to also do the same. In a short while, there will be several fools there. And then suddenly the whole group will be a fool. But they will be very happy to be fools because now... Fashion, that's what fashion all about. From one fool to the next fool. Now somebody will start tying some, maybe beads on their head, hanging all over their forehead. Now it looked like one, some, Allah knows best what kind of culture it came from. But one fool needs to start it off. And everybody will call her a fool, where this fool came from. But then let some celebrity or somebody who is regarded as somebody in, in the limelight also just start it off. Then you will find suddenly a whole lot of fools all just going headlong. Now they all got beads on their heads. Somebody will have it on their hands. So everybody got it on their hands. Somebody got it on their leg. So everybody will got it on their leg now. And I'm just taking examples. Allah knows better what goes on in society and what kind of fashions just suddenly become fashions. And now everybody just takes on to it. Why? Because of what they're seeing, what they're hearing. Now what they're seeing and what they're hearing is from people who have no better idea of what is good and what is bad. 
they are seeing somebody doing something, now that person seems to be very happy with it. That person thinks of it, no, I did a very great thing. Everybody is calling her a fool, but no, I did a very great thing. I often give this example in youngsters. Many youngsters have this so-called wedge haircut. This wedge haircut where on the sides of the head is almost like shaved. And on the top of the head there is like a mop sitting on top there. Now, this is something that started off about, Allah Alam, maybe the first time it came up, if I can recall correctly, it was something about 20 years ago, even less than 20 years, about 15 years ago. Before that there was no sign, it was impossible that anybody would walk around like that. Now, before it became the so-called fashion of the time, and it goes and comes and carries on ever since, if any youngster had to be challenged, I will give you a thousand rands, you do it. He'll say, you can give me two thousand rands too, I'm not ready to do it. I must shave my part of my head, and the rest of it must be a mop on top, and I must walk around like that. You think I'm mad? But now, how many people are mad now? But that was the shaitani fashion, this is what it does. That shaitan had made this declaration beforehand, that I will make them do various things. That they will distort and deform the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And they'll regard it as a very good thing. They will regard it as fashion. One is just some accessories of all stupid types that people will start wearing. One is they will start doing things to their selves, to their bodies in a type of fashion. And they will say, no, this is all the in thing now. If somebody goes and maybe... Uh, cuts their nose, then that will become the in thing also. Others will also cut their nose because it will seem odd not to cut your nose. This is just an example that that's what exactly happens after that. In a figurative sense, people end up cutting their noses and they are proud about it. So where does all this come from? It comes from the companionship, from the friendship, the kind of friends one has. So the type of company we will keep, the kind of type of discussions that go there, we should not be part of it if it is not correct. We have to choose our com- company very carefully. And those who have this kind of habit that they just want to talk anything and they talk about all the things that are harmful for us, what is going on, the fashion and this and that and the other, these are things that we must not get involved in. And we need to be clear sometimes in a nice way. In a nice way, without being acting better than somebody that we are better but though we are not better we have a duty to advise we are not better than anybody but at the same time we have a duty to advise if somebody starts off a wrong discussion it might be our cousin at home it might be somebody we met now the family gathering or a function and now somebody started off something as I said either we have the ability to advise otherwise we don't despise but we move away we can't remain part of it but if we can then in a nice way we say, look, this is not the thing that we should be discussing. We have Iman in our hearts. We have the claim in our hearts that we are the followers of Rasulullah Our role models are Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, the Azwadi Mutahharad, the Sahabiyat. These are our role models. Not these immoral people of the West. These Be-Sharam and Be-Haya people, are we going to talk about them, even bring their names on our tongues? People who have such low morals, people who have no dignity, people who are 
taking people away from the path of deen, taking people away from haya. Are we going to talk about these people? Are we going to soil our tongues with their names? Are we going to soil our ears and hearts with listening to this kind of talk? No, we need to be talking about that. It can be light talk, it can be casual talk, it can be light-hearted talk. By all means, there's limits for everything nevertheless. Within the limits of Shariat, laugh, joke, be happy. Nobody has said you've got to be a serious person all the time and be very, very uh, looking like somebody is in a perpetual grief. No, that is not required at all. We have to be happy. And we have every reason to be happy. Allah Ta'ala has given us so many things to be happy about. So we laugh and talk within the limits of Shariat and Deen, by all means. But within the shari- limits of Shariat, not outside the limits. And things that are going to warp our hearts and minds, that's going to uh, cause deviation in our hearts and minds, that's going to bring, open the door to the wasawis of Shaitan, is going to incite the nafs, is going to bring evil desires in our hearts, then we are opening the doors to our own destruction. Then we are opening the doors to our own heartache and turmoil. There will be then turmoil in that heart. There cannot be peace in that heart. So therefore this is something that we have to be very conscious about. And when we will start becoming conscious about the company we keep, and we will adopt that company which takes us closer to Allah Ta'ala. In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abdullah bin Abbas says that somebody asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is the best companion? Who is the best person to befriend? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replied, Man dhakkarakum billahi ru'yatuhu. The best companion, when you see the person, you remember Allah Ta'ala. When you see the person, you remember Allah Ta'ala. Why? How? Because that person, for example, some people you see them and you say, now this person is a very pious person. What do you mean when you say pious person? This person is close to Allah Ta'ala. Is that not a way that has taken you to remember Allah Ta'ala? So a person who reminds you of Allah Ta'ala, meaning you become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. So such a person, this is a person that is a good company. A good companion. Man You see the person, then you see the person, you see sunnat. You see the person, you see the, in, the obedience to Allah Ta'ala. You see the person, you see the obedience to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You see the person, you see good akhlaq being acted upon. You look at the person and you look at it's not something that will be 24 hours of the day, but at some point or the other, you will see the person, you will see the zikr of Allah Ta'ala taking place. You will see tasbihat being read. You will see tilawat of the Quran Sharif. You will see all these good things at different times, sometimes one good, sometimes another good. Sometimes you are just seeing a person that's cheerful, that's happy, that's laughing, that's joking. But the person is showing a practical manner of going about it. That you can laugh, you can joke, you can be happy, you can be cheerful, but this is how you still stay within the limits. This is how you still stay within the means, within the boundaries of Shariat. So now all this is reminding you that this person is linked to Allah Ta'ala. So such a person is the best company. مَنْ ذَكَّرَكُمْ بِاللَّهِ رُؤْيَتُهُ وَزَادَ فِي عِلْمِكُمْ مَنْتِقُهُ When the person speaks, it's a means of increasing your knowledge. It might not be that from beginning to end the person is giving you some khutbah and some bayan, 
That person is giving you some big lecture. No, but in the cause of that discussion, it might be a light-hearted discussion, but even in that too, something or the other comes in that takes you closer in terms of your, takes you ahead in terms of your knowledge. Knowledge of deen. Knowledge which brings the khashiyat and the fear of Allah Ta'ala in your heart. That is true knowledge. إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ That is true knowledge. That develops the khashiyat and the fear of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. And وَذَكَّرَكُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ عَمَلُهُ So, you look at the person, you think of Allah Ta'ala. And the person speaks, then you, your knowledge will improve and increase. And وَذَكَّرَكُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ عَمَلُهُ And his actions remind you of the akhirat. That this person has got a direction in life. And the direction is the hereafter. This person is preparing. Even if the person is laughing and joking also, they don't laugh and joke outside the boundaries because they're worried about there's, there's a destination. I go to reach my goal safely. So now it's like a person driving. So when you're driving, you're driving happily. But if a person is driving so happily that he's jumping around in the car and he's turning the steering wheel from one end to the other. So that person is going to be good completely off the road and if there's a huge cliff on the other side, the person is going to drive right off the road and come down the cliff crashing. So the person will laugh and joke while driving but he will drive carefully. The hands are on the steering person will be happy while driving, but he will drive with the hands on the steering. And will be controlling that vehicle very carefully. So now, why is that person controlling the vehicle carefully? He's got a destination to reach. He doesn't want to go off the cliff. So now you are looking at this person. This person is a happy person, cheerful person, jolly, laughing, joking. He's not a person that is aloof, but she's driving carefully. She doesn't talk all the nonsense. She doesn't talk things out of turn. He doesn't talk about things that are haram. He doesn't talk things that will create the wrong feelings and wrong desires in others. He doesn't cause, talk things that will distract a person's mind from ilm, from knowledge. Distract a person from Allah Ta'ala. Whatever else is meant to happen in life, everything will happen in his time. Somebody is meant to get married, they'll get married in their time. Whoever Allah Ta'ala has made muqaddar and decreed, Somebody is meant to something else develop in their life. Everything will happen in his time. Now is our time to focus on how we can get this heart linked to Allah Ta'ala. How we can get this heart filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala. How we can acquire that knowledge that will take us closer to Allah Ta'ala. How we can acquire that knowledge that will make us good people, good Muslims. Will make us those kind of company and friends to others that if they see us, then by seeing us, they remember Allah Ta'ala. That if we speak, their knowledge will increase. And by seeing our actions, they are reminders of the Akhirat. This is a kind of company we have to become. On the one hand, we have to be careful about who we befriend. At the same time, we must become this company. That if somebody befriends us, then they get this benefit. That they see us, they remember Allah Ta'ala. Because when they see us, then they see piety. They see a cheerful person, they see a happy person, they see a person that is very is smiling, is happy, but they can see piety. They see us, they don't say that if I'm going to sit in this person's company, then maybe I might have to get involved in looking at the phone or get involved in some chatting on the chat lines or might have to hear about some chatting that is taking place between this person and somebody 
or might get distracted with some other nonsensical talk. No, no, if I sit with this person, this person is a very cheerful person, but this person stays within the limits of deen because she is linked to Allah Ta'ala. And this person, look at her now, she is performing a salah in such a wonderful way. When we will associate with people who perform the salah correctly, this will inspire us to perform our salah correctly also. This person, as soon as it is time for salah, the last thing that she is interested in is to do anything that will distract her from salah. Her first and greatest priority now is namaz. She is not interested in anything else. That her priority is now to perform a salah. It's holiday, it's weekend, whatever the case is. But she does not delay her salah. The time has come, first thing she's performing her salah. So now we have to become that company as well. Somebody is sitting with us, then even if they're not interested too, they get interested by the way we react. And we speak, we increase people's knowledge in the sense that it brings them closer to Allah Ta'ala. It creates khashiyat in their hearts. We're teaching them something about deen. Somewhere down the line, something we're reminding about deen. Some masla sometimes maybe, sometimes some fazilat, some virtue, sometimes just some reminder. And our actions remind them of the akhirat. That when a person is confronted with some sin, a person recoils, Inna lillah, how can I go close to this? And if the person, human being is a human being, the person made a mistake, there's such a mountain of grief that has come, astaghfirullah, Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat I take and benefit from every moment of my life. And now I disobeyed Allah Ta'ala in this way. Astaghfirullah. How could I have done this? La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Ya Allah, please forgive me. Now, somebody sees that, they will get reminded of the akhirat, that this person has the fear of accountability, that life could end now. And I have to answer in front of Allah Ta'ala. I will be asked these questions in the grave. I will be asked on the day of qiyamat. I got to prepare myself, clean myself from all the mistakes that I have made. I have to make sincere tawbah and istighfar. Yes, I erred, but now I can't remain on this. I have to now move on. I have to now sincerely repent. So this, we got to look for in others, to befriend. We got to become like this also. So if somebody befriends us, then they get the right example. So this company, this is crucial in terms of what our mindset will become, which direction we will take in life. Otherwise, we will just get carried away. And our hearts are directly affected by what we see, what we hear. So we don't look at things that are not going to be conducive to the heart getting attached to Allah Ta'ala. We don't listen to things that are not conducive to our hearts getting attached to Allah Ta'ala. And another highway to the heart is the tongue as well. What we keep talking about, that is going to affect our hearts also. That is also going to affect our hearts. So we talk what is good. We talk light-hearted things also. We will laugh, we will joke. If somebody it's not done in a way that is mocking or hurting anybody, we will even in a Correct way, within the limits. We might even tease one another. Provided it is well within the limits. And these things are like salt in the food. These things are like the healthy joking. Healthy teasing sometimes. Well within the limits. Well within the limits is a very, very important part of this whole thing. No law of deen and chariot must get transgressed. But after all that, it is like salt in the food. And if a person in one pot of food puts one whole one cup of salt in it, then you can't eat that food, it spoils the whole food. Salt is necessary, it adds a lot of flavor, it will make that food very delicious, but provided it is in the right measure, the right quantity, it's a teaspoon of salt in that whole pot. 
Instead of a teaspoon, you put a whole tablespoon, there's going to be some problem. And you put a whole cupful, then it's not going to be edible. If this joking and laughing and teasing is well within limits, it will enhance the friendship. It will enhance the bond, the relationship. But if it starts becoming a cupful, it will break the relationship. It will break the friendship. It will create enmity. So it has to be well within the limit. But the point that we are making is that that friendship is going to be crucial. It will determine the mindset. It will determine what is going to be the mold of our heart, how we will think, what our aspirations are, what our likes and dislikes, what our preferences. We have to be therefore very careful. Therefore Nabi Salaam says, Al-mar'u ala khalilihi fal ahadukum may yukhalil That a person follows the way of his friend. So beware of who you befriend. May Allah wa ta'ala make us good friends to others and give us the ability to always be in good company as well. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحشي سناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين